Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cars Unfiltered podcast. The we should really figure out a name for these like smaller, smaller shows. Uh, but this is the Tom and Adam portion of the week. And uh, yeah, Woo-hoo. yes, we have uh, myself here, Tom, and we have Adam. Uh, you have a slightly sloshed Adam tonight. Uh-oh. You, uh oh. No, not uh oh. Sloshed Adam is better, Adam. <laughs> well, yeah. There you go. <laughs> better better adam uh cool so there's a few things going on today actually we have um some some news i'm probably going to rant a little bit about electric cars some more there's some interesting stuff happening in the electric car industry and not to take away from uh mike and sal's alcan update but we might touch on that slightly as well because uh it's getting close man yeah like like you're leaving in like what, like five or six days? Yeah, well, from getting... from recording date. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're gonna be leaving what would be, I believe, uh, August fifteenth in the morning. So definitely check out our Instagram. We'll be posting quite a bit of stuff on Instagram. You know, probably you know getting ready and stuff. So yeah, should be interesting. Should be fun. If anybody wants to take bets on how long they're taking, you can. Uh... DM me on Instagram. <laughs> I promise yeah. there's not a pool going. Um. <laughs> Adam accepts Bitcoin and other forms of cryptocurrency. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, was there something that you wanted to go over for the news? Um, nothing major because there's not a whole lot of info on it. But uh, I did see a really cool thing on Uncrate today because I follow that website like religiously. Because I like stuff. Um, it is a pretty cool website. You turned me on to that. And it's, I mean, we should get like some kind of sponsorship or paid, you know, paid sponsorship for. We sh- we should we should just get store credit. That would be great. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, there's a really cool thing on there about uh, Rolls Royce. Um, apparently, they have a concept out for engine repairing robots for jet engines. Um. I did a little bit of looking into it, and it's not so much like the repair, but more of like inspection. So they're calling them engine maintenance robots. Which sounds kind of, it looks kind of cool because they look, there's not like a big robot like you'd think it's actually a smaller one. No, they're saying like 10 millimeter robots. Like, yeah. Little guys that they like insert into the center of the jet engine, and they do like video, you know. They have videos so you can do inspections and stuff, and uh, you don't have to tear the whole jet engine apart to do like a routine inspection. So that's pretty cool. Be interesting to see if those like start being able to do that other places. I mean, no more stethoscope up to your engine block. (laughs) Actually, that'd be great to try and find my electrical issue in my Mustang. That would be would be perfect for that. It would be because right now, because I am human sized i have to tear apart so many things to get to the like just to get to the points to like check them so yeah that'd be cool yeah yeah i like that idea so is the mustang the, still giving you issues that was my segue so by the way yeah yeah no i um <laughs> actually yeah so i posted something on instagram earlier today about kind of a, a foreshadowing of me potentially getting rid of the mustang and uh you know also kind of asking what the, you know, people typically pay for maintenance costs, um, you know, for their, their Mustangs, you know, 
between you know let's say 2011 you know up to more recent um you know let, let's say at least like five years old how about that something like that okay um i didn't say that on instagram so uh results may vary but uh yeah so it's it's parked i took the insurance off of it actually because i i just don't like we're going to be leaving i don't have time to go and like fiddle around with it try and figure it out um and yeah so i just i like literally i would be driving it but i can't i can't trust it so yeah it's a bummer yeah so what are you thinking about getting instead of it so I'm going to kind of leave that as a potential surprise. Um, oh. Also because I haven't 100%, 100% decided yet. Um, it depends on some life scenario kind of things that happen. Um, but as kind of a middle ground, um, I might get something in the interim, potentially. I really have wanted to... Uh, actually, when I got my truck, before I got my truck, I said I was going to get... My next vehicle is going to be electric. My next vehicle is going to be electric. And then I got my Raptor. So... Um, this next vehicle, I really do want to try getting an electric vehicle and live with that for a while to see what that's like. Yeah. So, you know, we're kind of entering an interesting time frame um, in that there's a lot of a lot of the German companies are releasing electric cars, uh, electric SUVs and stuff. So uh, in case you guys didn't know, like Adam and I and Mike and Sal, we all live in Michigan. So we have winters to deal with um, where I live in Michigan, actually. Um, like where, you know, if I wanted to go see my parents in like February, um, where they live, the road doesn't always get plowed right away. So, you know, there could be, you know, four foot drifts going across the road. And that's kind of something I have to keep in mind. Um, also one of the reasons like, you know, I have pretty much all my stuff is four wheel drive, you know, that we, that we have here, but yeah, the, uh, something electric, something all wheel drive is kind of what I'm looking looking for and the american companies have not really been releasing stuff like that they're they feel they really feel like they're behind a little bit um porsche i kind of talked about that a while ago um the porsche Taycan is really interesting as a car but it's uh, definitely super interesting porsche is also probably going to have uh, an electric suv because the uh audi e-tron which is kind of something that i think is pretty interesting um, and coming up pretty soon, they're actually t- taking pre-orders September seventeenth. So you can hmm. like reserve one for a thousand bucks. Wow! And they're gonna announce the pricing then and everything too. The pricing has been kind of weird. Um, there was an article back at the beginning of the year where uh, they said it was gonna be around eighty thousand euros. So it'd be like right around a hundred thousand um, dollars, and that is quite a lot for an Audi SUV, in my opinion. So if that's the price ticket, I probably wouldn't be looking for one of those. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. We'll just have to see. We'll just have to kind of see, you know, where they drop. There's there's a lot of competition, too. The, the Jaguar I-Pace is really interesting. Um, there's also the Mercedes EQC, which will probably be really expensive. Um, but that also looks interesting. And then a bunch of other manufacturers are releasing electric vehicles as well. So And there's actually... Um, you know, I definitely like trucks. Uh, and this company called uh, Rivian, which uh, a friend of Mike's actually um, turned me on to. They, although they won't have a vehicle, you know, out to production anytime soon, I don't think. But they're working on a pickup truck that's electric. Oh, and contrary cool. to 
Yeah, contrary to what Mike thinks, uh, I think the pickup is a really good platform for like to be electrified. Yeah, a lot of people like when electric vehicles are first coming out, like when the Tesla Roadster was just coming out and stuff. A lot of people doing like uh, S10s and little um, Mazda B series pickups and stuff, and like converting those to electric. You know, with yeah, like, just marine deep cycle batteries and stuff. I always thought that would be cool. Yeah, because it's it's like really easy, right? Yeah. Um, and and trucks are you know known for like high center of gravity, right? And obviously, like you want to maintain some off road capability, but let's be real, right? Like trucks for the most part are driven on the road. I'd just be happy and, with like four by four capability. Yeah, like a little bit higher clearance and a little bit more, you know, rigidity. Like in Michigan, this is kind of a weird thing. One of the things I like about having like a solid frame is uh, instead of having like a unibody frame is like i feel a little bit more secure about rust and stuff with all the salt and everything that we use that kind of destroys vehicles here so you know the idea of like my vehicle actually sitting on some you know basically like salt like not solid but you know heavier duty steel rails um it makes it feel like it would last a little bit longer right yeah i sent you the picture today right i saw that uh saw a tesla model 3 here and here in Owasso, which is pretty yeah. cool. It's a tiny little town, but yeah, there's like you know fifteen thousand people here. Right. Um, it did have Ohio plates, so I don't know what the dude was doing up here. Probably just trying to well, get actually, it from Ohio. But I mean, it makes sense. He's probably scoping out you know better you know better places to live. But <laughs> <laughs> is is Michigan? Do you know you've because you've looked at electric vehicles and stuff? Is Michigan like um, you know? I know in Texas, if you wanted to buy a Tesla because they weren't actually allowed to sell them there because of, you know, protectionist dealership mm. laws and crap, stupid stuff like that. Um, right. they, you had to actually like buy it new out of state and then buy it again as a used vehicle. Do, do you have to do that in Michigan? Cause we have the same type of protectionist laws, I think. Yeah. So it's basically like a, uh, I don't want to say like you, it's not exactly a union thing, right? It's like, a basically like a dealership, a middleman agreement. So there's right. laws in Michigan and some other states that, you know, you you basically like manufacturers can't sell direct. Right. So yeah, Michigan Michigan's is, the same uh, as Texas like that. Yep. And they're fighting it. Um they're doing quite a bit for legislation, you know, and I think actually like I think Ford and GM would prefer direct sales as well, to be honest with you. I so mean, that's kind I, of interesting. I think that's more the way the world's going, but you know, that's a whole episode we can do on that. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, it'd be, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's like one of those things, right? Like, you know, remember, actually, remember when there used to be like computer shops all over the place? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you go through town and there'd be like little, you know, mom and pop kind of computer shops and you could just walk in there and they'd be like, oh yeah, you have a, this kind of, you know, Intel, you know, CPU and, motherboard and we can just we'll just order you up a you know whatever else right okay oh well yeah that's that's how it used to be um (laughs) (laughs) now you know like like stuff uh you know apple has grown a lot since then and like it's it's difficult like laptops and stuff it's difficult like little shops can't even work on them right right? like Heck, everything is so small. Everything's soldered in now. Like you can kind of go in and diagnose them. They can be like, okay, yep, this is what's wrong. Well, you know, 
basically do the same thing that you could do and order you, you know, do warranty or whatever. Right. Right. But they can't, uh, you know, they can't just go in and like, Oh, find this piece, replace this piece, you know, make a couple bucks while they do it and, you know, carry on. Right. Right. And I think cars are definitely headed in that direction. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, um, like the new Audi e-tron, like some of the features in the e-tron, like you're not like a dealer. I don't know, man. Like there's some stuff in the, that e-tron that's pretty, pretty spectacular. And it's, oops, sorry. Apparently it's, uh, it's phone time. Party foul. Um, yeah. Party foul. <laughs> I didn't have my I didn't have my do not disturb on. But yeah, I think it's going to be difficult more and more difficult for, you know, like normal um, you know, dealerships, smaller dealerships to be able to go and work on these vehicles without even sending them out. Right. Um, going kind of back to like electric vehicles, I know you were talking about the e-tron and stuff. I wanted to touch on one thing that I thought was really cool. I didn't know if you had seen um, did you see that, uh, looks like Harley Davidson is going to be actually pushing the live wire electric motorcycle to production. I did. Um, which is kind of interesting. All Trump things considered. Um, actually it's, it's kind of sad. Like the tariff thing allegedly is hurting Harley quite a bit. I don't really know enough about the, their financials and everything to like confirm or deny that. Um, but I do think it's, it's actually a brilliant move for them to offer an electric motorcycle. Um, you know, motorcycles, if you think about it, right? Like I think motorcycles for the most part are a really easy to get a really usable amount of uh, range out of from electric perspective. And then also people don't drive them that far. Like, you know, they wouldn't use up the entire range that often. Right. Um, you know, they go to, you know, go hang out with friends or do something locally a lot of times. Um, and if a motorcycle has like a, you know, 150, 200 mile range, that's usually what they have, you know, just gas wise anyway. So I, I actually, I think that's pretty, pretty awesome. And like those bike, that bike looks good. Oh, I think it looks sweet. And I, I'm, I'm not a Harley guy, but, um, you know, I saw that bike cause they're doing like, like a nationwide tour where you could ride it around a parking lot and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, I never got to go do one. I want to do one, but it looks sweet. I would, man, I love the idea of like an electric motorcycle is like a gateway drug to the electric vehicles, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, electric motorcycles, like electric dirt bikes, KTM makes an electric dirt or has made an electric dirt bike for a while now. Um, and that is, that's pretty tempting. Um, you know, it's, the power, the numbers that it puts out and like how quick it is are also like really tempting and really interesting. So I, uh, I don't know what the, what the range is is supposed to be on the Harley. I, but it looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, I want to say it was in the two to 300, but I really don't know. I'm just drunk remembering. The, <laughs> the, the, the motor, <laughs> like they have, like air cooled fins. The way they've set this bike up is kind of awesome. Uh, I mean, you know, it's Harley, so they have a lot of like really nice, you know, metal. I don't, I don't know what I'd call that, like metal architecture. I don't know. I don't even know like what the right phrase, Meta, phrase is. Metal, metal work, body work, whatever. 
Yeah, but it's it's like more than that. It's like you know the um, the, I don't even like I assume maybe it's the motor, the electric motor that's slung underneath the bike, and then above that, it looks like it's some sort of like battery component with uh, air cooled fins coming off of it, which is again like almost like throwbacky, you know, back right. to like old Harleys and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I like I, it. I'm I would it. I would buy I'm one. For it. I would definitely buy one. I don't know that I'd buy one for like twenty five thousand dollars or something though, but yeah, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, guess I think if, it'd be if I was in the market for a brand new motorcycle, I would buy one. Yeah. Yep. Zero is another company that makes electric motorcycles that are kind of interesting, Ooh, and I, I, I think look those up. I don't think I've heard of them. Yeah, um, and Ducati. If Ducati made an electric motorcycle, which actually it looks like they do. Really? I mean, I we're kind of like going outside. Oh, that yes, like for you know, like six year olds, they make electric ones, um, the little power wheel kind of thing. But uh, this is this is clearly going outside of our. Yeah, we're, our we're not a motorcycle so um, page podcast. Model, yeah, whatever. But if you're if you're just tuning in, this is a pretty big divergence from our wheelhouse. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> uh adam actually used to ride quite a bit i used to ride dirt bikes but not uh not motors like street bikes so yeah i used to ride street bikes a lot not so much anymore but get old old and fat man yeah (laughs) riding on the street driving on the street is crazy like driving cars right now i don't know what it is about summer but it seems like people just get uh short fused or something i don't know what it is but right it seems, you know, maybe it's a, just a Michigan thing or something, but well, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to get us back on track here before we run too far yeah. over. You were, you were talking about the e-tron, uh, the Audi a little bit. I know you sent me like a video. It was kind of weird with this weird German guy talking, but yeah. So the e-tron, uh, this video is amazing. There's actually a couple, there's an article on Ars Technica, which as you pointed out and the way you were reading it to me earlier was just, uh, <laughs> I was I was buzzed reading it to you. So I don't I don't think that was it. I think it was just amazing, amazingly. <laughs> so this the writer is uh, Megan. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but Megan Goss. Guess, yep, guess. So like, I mean, I read I read a lot of Ars Technica, and to be honest, like her prose and usage of the English language is more elegant than anybody else that I've seen write on there. So props to her. Um, <laughs> And yeah, like it, it, it kind of, it painted this, she, she should work for Audi marketing for the, for the e-tron because like the way that she writes about it just makes me want one regardless. You're, you know what I mean? You're not going to make me read it. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Pick, what was your favorite thing here? You said like how oh, it started. God. Yes, I see. I see the section like right there. That second paragraph, like the first, the first two sentences of the second paragraph. Also, you have a nice voice for reading, so go, go, go for it. God, yeah, this is funny, Megan. If you're uh, listening to this, because I'm sure uh, Tom is going to tweet at you with it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. We rose before dawn and shuttled to the mountain to a frigid July sunrise overlooking the world. Waiting for us at the top were four all-electric prototype vehicles, camouflaged against unscrupulous photographers. 
They were new e-tron yeah. SUVs. Yeah. They, they were new e-tron SUVs outfitted for a European market, but with aspirations of becoming Audi's American answer to Tesla's Model X. <laughs> it's amazing. And like, when was the last time, time you read a car article like this? Never. Like all the other, <laughs> like all the other ones, right? Like Car and Driver, Auto, none, none of them. Are like this, like Autoblog, Jalopnik. These guys got nothing on this article. This is great. It really I love is. It. <laughs> and, and I don't, maybe it's just the vehicle because, like, the YouTube videos around the e-tron are similarly like amazing. Really? Um, yes. There is one here by I don't know how to pronounce this either. It's a German auto auto gefuel auto gefuel um, channel. And actually, I don't know if they have the guy's name in here that does it. Do you think? Question: Do you think it's just Audi writing all the sales copy for everyone, like totally hail corporate fashion, or maybe I don't know? So <laughs> I, this guy's name is Thomas. I don't know what his last name is, but like may, maybe they're just all on the payroll. I don't know, but they, you know, it's it's just so amazing. So he brings up an interesting point, and actually, I wanted to ask you this, Adam. This was like an original thing that I wanted to I wanted to ask you. I almost forgot. I should we should write these things down ahead of time. Um, I know we should have like an outline. I am like like painfully out of touch with my millennial like generation here, and I I struggle to even call myself that. So, in in here, he this Thomas guy for Auto Auto Gefuel, um, points out that the Audi e-tron does not have essentially a non-leather option for its seats and interior. Oh, and his, yeah, yeah, and his point is that, you know, this is an environmentally friendly, you know, uh, that's almost a British, heading towards a British accent. Don't do a German accent, just don't. Okay, I'll try to, I'll (laughs) save that for other things. But, but yeah, like, he points out, he's like, you know, this is an eco car. Like, why is there not an eco interior option where, you know, like, he says the, uh, he's like, Tesla doesn't even offer leather anymore. They offer a leatherette. Because leather is better than leatherette. I mean, it is, right? So, like, and my thing is, if I am 65 years old and just worked for, you know, like, 40 years, and I'm, you know, want to retire and ride around sitting on cow, I feel like that should be okay. Does that make sense? I mean, I think you're, we're probably going to get a lot of crap for that, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. And if, I mean, I feel like manufacturers should, be like, provide the option for both people, you know, because that like, yeah, should be an option. It shouldn't yeah. be like, oh, we're just not even going to, you know, we've made the decision for you. I'm not a fan of we've made the decision for you. I'm fine with other options. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like usually that seems like a really normal option, right? You either get a fabric seat or you get a leather seat, right? right. Like that's not like a whole, like we got to set up a whole new, you know, this is like, that's something that's been available for a long time. So uh, I mean, that might be an option in the production version of the e-tron. Um, right. I'm not going to get a fabric seat, but <laughs> if I got one, but, uh, but yeah, I thought that was interesting for him to point out because what actually that reminded me of was the Fisker Karma. If you remember oh. on Top Gear when they talked about that, right? And they were saying, which I found this to be weirdly ironic. The Fisker Karma was not really full electric. I think there was a version that was, but the one that was inter- or reviewed on Top Gear was a hybrid. So in hindsight, I feel like hybrids will be looked on as like the best or the worst of both worlds, more or less. 
And in these in these cars that have like horrific maintenance, you know, that they're depreciated like immediately. Um, and they have horrific, horrific maintenance and a lot of people do LS swaps in them now. That's all I'm going to say, but they had like fossils were like imprinted and stuff into the dash and like some of the side panels and stuff. They had like, you know, rare ecological elements and stuff in them. And my thought was why, why are how is that better for for the environment that you're using like right. rare fossils? <laughs> little, little bit contradictory here. Yeah, like oh, we're we're so in touch with our ecological side, except that you're just you used it in this car that is not going to last forever. It's going to end up in some, you know. <laughs> and here we lot. have our gear shifter made out of 100% pure meteorite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might as well be like. Like oh yes, and uh, the the console here is covered in pure baby seal uh, skin. <laughs> yes, moisturized yeah. with the you know. I, I feel I, like that's just the other extreme to the I should be allowed to ride around on a de- dead cow. Yeah, yeah, probably right. Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know, like, like uh, vinyl, like. Uh, <laughs> I saw there's a guy on Instagram. I forget his name. I should get his name out and like promote his Instagram. He's a, he's amazingly hilarious. He's like he's a car salesman, and he just posts like hilarious like Instagram stories of talking about the cars that come in. But he talked about how like the new the he has a GT350 for sale and like oh, you know one of his sarcastic kind of uh, embellished things is like oh this these seats this is such a junk car the seats have are suede they're not even vinyl so you can clean them off if you spill something you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually yeah yeah you know (laughs) it's hilarious but it's kind of true you know (laughs) nice i don't know but yeah i'll probably get i'll probably get ripped for that we'll see we'll see what happens um yeah i i'm i mean i'm kind of along the uh the lines of like you know, it was it was interesting when Rolls Royce or who was it or Bentley. They, you know, it was very important to them that they used a. I think this was a Top Gear thing. I'm gonna. I mean, this is bad. I'm starting to agree with Jeremy Clarkson. I think that's the direction this is going. <laughs> bad, but you know, he's like we. They used leather from a cow that had not, you know, had not had calves because they didn't want stretch marks in the, you know, in the leather or whatever. <laughs> It's I don't know. It got a little I'm, bit. I'm not even gonna comment on that because I don't want to be on the wrong side of the Twitterverse. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what the right side you're, looks like. You're on your own, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the e-tron looks interesting. I like. I love electric cars. Apparently, not for the environment reasons. Yeah. That's I guess where we're at. <laughs> I guess if if you want to read some awesome, uh, you know. I guess writing prose. Go check out that article by Megan Guess on Ars Technica. That was cool. Yeah, and we'll uh, I'll post the video and the link to Ars Technica, and uh, you guys can read from Lest's. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what I would call myself as far as uh, that stuff goes. But yeah, <laughs> you can read from people who are qualified to talk about this kind of thing. Yes, people people who are more in touch with their ecological uh, environment and and things of that that nature, nature of that nature, if you will. <laughs> cool. All 
All right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have anything else you want to cover before I, I dig a hole more deep, deeper hole? I, I got nothing. You've buried us for. <laughs> Probably I can't wait forever. To, can't wait to see the reactions to this one. Yeah. So. <laughs> we're uh, oh, real quick, Alcan update. Yep. So oh. uh, we're we're gonna be. I think I mentioned it earlier, but we're gonna be leaving uh, August fifteenth, and we'll yep. be doing stuff on Instagram and Facebook, maybe a little bit. You said that. Um, yep. So definitely follow us there and, uh, you know, shoot us a message. You, I'll have, I'll be sitting, you know, and I guess me and Michael both be sitting for a long time. And so if you <laughs> will be able to DM, answer people's DMs, if you want to uh, ridicule and shame me for my ecological prowess. You're going to like live stream and stuff, right? Cause yeah, I mean, somewhat. Yeah. Yeah, as long as we have data and stuff, we probably will be live streaming bits and pieces. So, yeah. Nice. Cool. Awesome. I can't wait to watch it. Sounds good, yeah. All right, we'll see you guys soon. Catch you later.